Good evening, my darlings, and welcome to Marley's Ghosts. It's time for another Dread Time story. Now get yourselves all tucked in. Ready? Good. Let's begin. Tonight's story is The Little Black Pies by John Gordon. Ghosts, <laughs> she said. There ain't no such thing. Emma Stiddle watched her plump arm spread and become fatter as she pressed it on the kitchen table. There ain't no such thing, she repeated, and with her thumb stripped peas from a pod, cupped them in the palm of her hand and raised them to her mouth. Ghosts is a load of old squit. Her sister Sarah, thinner and older, rattled the poker between the bars of the kitchen stove, and the red coals and ashes fell into the grate. It gets so hot in this kitchen on a summer's day, she said, that I wonder I'd bother to cook anything at all. Me? said Emma. I reckon it's stupid to think that people who eat can die and then turn into something that don't need food. She chewed as she split another pod with her thumbnail. I like peas, but there ain't no substance in them. Sarah had no time to talk of ghosts. I'm that hot, I don't know how or what to do with myself, she said as she hobbled towards the cottage door, narrow-shouldered and stooping. She lifted the latch and pulled the door open. Come you on in, then, she said. All on you, you little black devils. A great ramp of sunlight streamed through the door to brighten the tiled floor. Flies, she said, swarms on them. There was a dance of black specks above Emma's head, but she paid no heed. When our mother used to talk of ghosts, she said, she used to make me frit. She used to say they'd come back because their time weren't properly run. That there was unfinished business or something like that. Oh, a load of squit! Who does all the work around here? Who? Sarah, like her sister, wore a flowered wraparound apron and both had their hair drawn back into buns. But Sarah's hair was gray, while her sister's was still glossy black. I scrimp and save and slave and scrub, she said, coming back to the table. And what thanks do I ever get for it? She died, didn't she? And never no one word of thanks. Not one. She banged an earthenware bowl onto the bare wood table in front of Emma and began scooping flour into it from a big jar. Emma sat where she was, her round cheeks dimpling as she munched. You look a bit wore up today, Sarah, she said. What's been getting you down, gal? Sarah cut a wedge of lard and began rubbing it into the flour with her skinny brown fingers. I slaved all of them years after father died and mother was left alone. I skivvied from morning till night. What help did I get? She dug savagely into the white mess. 
I were much younger than you, Sarah. Don't forget, only a little kid when mother was taken poorly. And I used to sit beside her up in her room and keep her company hour after hour. Sarah did not look her way. Her blue eyes fading with age gazed at where her fingers dug. Spoiled brat. The wrinkles of her thin face arranged themselves into a simper, and her voice took on an acid whine. Please, Sarah, Mommy sent me down for a cup of tea. I'll take it up, Sarah. Mommy don't want nobody else to disturb her. I weren't ever as bad as that. You're putting it on. Emma was laughing, but she did like me to sit with her. She used to sit in that old high-backed chair by the window with her shawl around her and her pillows. And I used to pull aside the lace curtain so we could see down into the lane. And she used to tell me things about everybody that came by. Emma chewed and laughed again. She told me things no kid ought to ever be told about women in the village and men. Sarah paid her no attention. She poured a little water from a jug into the basin and mixed it in with a knife, jabbing. Best frock. Always best frock because Mommy likes to see me pretty. And who done the scrubbing with a sack tied around her waist? Who took out the ashes and blackleaded the stove? Twice a week I'd done that. And all the cracks in the skin of my fingers show up like black spider webs. But Emma was in a reverie. She gazed through the open door across the lane to where the yew trees shaped themselves against the blue sky. She used to love a funeral especially if they dug the grave near enough so she could see the coffin go down. She used to love telling me how people died. Little Claudie Cop called for his mom all through one night, she say, and he'd never once see her alongside his bed. And then in the morning, Mother used to say he went up to the heaven with the angels. Like black spider webs. Sarah slashed through the dough across and lifted half of it onto a piece of oilcloth where she had sprinkled flour. I could have had nice hands. Nice, soft, white hands like seen by some girls have. But they always have in water, always scrubbing. It was lucky for her we lived just across from the churchyard, said Emma. Gave her an interest. People always visiting graveyards and staying there in the end. (laughs) She laughed again and looked towards her sister. But Sarah had a new grievance. I could have had him if I wasn't so thin and dry and wore out with work. I could have. She rubbed flour onto the rolling pan and began to roll out the dough. I had had his child, didn't I? The pastry was a thin white island on the oilcloth. I had his little baby. A tear came from the inner corner of one faded eye, but was so thin it did no more than moisten the side of her nose. You never did! Emma's eyes gleamed with surprise and curiosity. Whose baby? You never said nothing. I never seen no baby. Sarah had turned her back to get a pie dish from the window ledge. I never told nobody. Nobody ever knew. But who was he, Sarah? I never knew you had a feller. 
Her sister remained silent, and Emma became sly. I don't mean you never had admirers. I used to think my Tom looked at you a bit. Used to, till I made him stop. Sarah lifted the pastry and began to line the pie dish. Tom were a lovely man. The glisten of a tear came and went. He were lovely. So I were right. Emma turned her plump face away and patted the glossy bun at the back of her head. I guessed as much. Tom never said anything, but I guessed as much. If I told him about the child, he would have married me. I know that, but I could never hold a man because of that, not when his eyes were on my sister. Emma had jerked towards her, her mouth open, but Sarah's voice did not change its pitch. So I lost it, didn't I? She lifted the pie dish and was trimming the pastry at the edge. There was nothing but the baby. Tom's baby? Emma's whisper was as soft as the ash that fell in the grate. It died, said Sarah. I made it die. And it lies yonder still, under that tree. No father, no mother. Nothing. Emma's round face was pinched suddenly, and her voice was harsh and vindictive. It's as well for you there ain't no such thing as ghosts, Sarah Stittle, or else you would be haunted. Sarah spoke as though Emma was not there. First she took mother from me, then she took Tom, and I never said a word, never said, and I ought to have done have said. Emma opened her mouth to speak, but a sudden flutter of wings in the doorway made both sisters start. A jackdaw, twisting his gray nape in the sunshine, stood on the step. Emma gasped. My God! That were like an angel of death! That whole doorway seemed full of black wings. I can't stand birds! I hate them stiff feathers! Ugh! Go away! Get out, you devil of hell! But Sarah was wiping her hands upon her apron as she went towards the doorway. Her face softened with pleasure. Come on, then, my beauty. Come you on in and see your Auntie Sari. There now, there now. She stooped and held out a finger. The bird hopped on it. Lovely little cold black cause you've got. My lovely boy, hold tight to your auntie. (gasps) Take it away, take it away. Emma shrank back in her chair. Please, Sarah. But Sarah spoke only to the bird. You came when I needed you, my lovely. You came hopping over the road just when I were down in the dumps, my lovely boy. She raised the bird, and her dry lips touched its black bill. Sarah, I can't bear it! Just when I needed you, you came hopping along with your black eye. And didn't you know it all? Didn't you just know it? For the first time, the bird against her cheek, its black feathers touching her gray hair, she looked directly towards her sister.
Emma took my man, didn't she? Emma took my man. But you showed me, didn't you, boy? You showed me how he'd never have her. Never no more. Skippily along the lane. Skippily down the hollow. You showed me the pretty flower of the little blackberry. <laughs> the little blackberry I put in the pie. One, two, three. Many, many more. And a little pie for Emma. Emma's little pie. You're talking daft, Sarah. What are you on about? Throw that bird out. Get rid of it. And Emma never knew. Sarah sat and stroked the bird, looking no more towards her sister. Emma never knew about the little blackberries she ate. Ate many and many a time. My stomach, said Emma. I had a bad stomach and you gave me little pies to ease it. That was nice. She tried to smile. But although the dimples came, they were pale. I gave her pies, my beauty. Little black pies. And now she ain't got no stomachache no more. Nothing no more. Emma made herself laugh. Sarah, <laughs> she called. Sarah, look at me. But Sarah did not stir. Sarah, you make me feel bad. What did you do to me? Sarah held the bird so her nose was touching its deep gray cap. I wish we could tell her what we'd done, Jack, my beauty. I wish we could tell her. But it's too late now. What do you mean it's too late? What have you done to me? But Sarah ignored her sister's cries, kissed the bird and put it down on the table. You like to peck peas, Jack? There you are, my little boy, my lovely. Go you, peck them peas. The fat woman pressed her arm on the table and clenched her peas in her fist. You ain't going to scare me, she said. You ain't going to scare me with your talk. You talk as if I was dead. But if I was, how come I'm, how come I'm here? She laughed, defying her sister. There ain't no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> the bird's black claws skittered on the tabletop as it went towards the clenched fist. Emma clutched tight, refusing to move. The bird stabbed down. She clutched tighter and shrieked. But the room was silent, and the black beak pecked through her hand that nobody but Emma herself could see. The end. Thank you for listening to Marley's Ghosts. With me, your ghostess, Deborah Marley. You can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Marley's Ghosts or send me an email at Marley's Ghosts Podcast at gmail.com. I love to hear from you. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support the show, visit my Patreon, 
where we had lots of tears to choose from, each with their own special treats. Rate and review so our community of Dreadtime listeners can grow. Until next time, my darlings. Sleep well.